right hand and repeat after me. I have the life of God in me. And I have the love of God in me. I have his nature. And I have his ability. So therefore, I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. That is Christ Jesus. Speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest yourself in me. Every day when I awake, I renew my consecration and my personal commitment to serve you, God, with all my heart. I'm yours completely, and I will obey whatever your spirit prompts me to do. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Saints said, amen, amen. Hallelujah. We're confession people here, and I got confessions like for days in this. And I was praying, you know, praying over this and speaking it out. And it was like, you know how you get those highlighted things? It was highlighted. Every day when I awake, I renew my consecration and personal commitment to serve God with all my heart. But it's, you declare it by faith. Right? Because if we could do it on our own, we wouldn't have to pray it. <laughs> Glory to God. So I want to call, call this message, Give Voice to His Word. Give voice to His Word. And our bedrock truths, number one, God cannot lie. His Word is true. We can trust Him. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this is going to be the highlighted one. As He is, so are we. As He is, so are we. And we're going to, let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians 4.13, please. Second Corinthians 4.13. It seems like this has been one of our um, bedrock verses that we go to a lot because it's true and it works. Second um, Corinthians 4.13, King James. We having the same spirit of faith, say same. same. According as it is written, I have believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. Um, New Living says, I believed in God, so I spoke. So we, we believe in God, so we speak, right? Um, the message says, we say what we believe. I like that. We say what we believe. We believe as he is, so are we. We're saying that on purpose. As he is, so are we. In Romans 3.27, they, they, it, it acknowledges the law of faith. And a law is something that works every time, every time. It's like the law of gravity. You drop something on the ground, it's going to fall every time. And in 2 Corinthians 4.13 describes how faith functions. So there is a law, and then there's a function or how it works. And it works by saying, or believing in saying, correct? Listen to this in the uh, uh, complete Jewish Bible in 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says, the Tanakh says, I trusted before I spoke. Pastor Nancy was talking about trusting him. I trust you, Lord. And, and lately, I've just been saying that. I, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. All kinds of stuff are happening. And you don't, even when you don't see stuff happening in your, in your <laughs> glory to God, I trust you, Lord. Amen. 
It says, I trusted, therefore I spoke. Since we have that same spirit who enables us to trust, we have a spirit inside us that enables us to do this. We can't trust God on our own. There's a spirit inside of us that enables us to trust God with all that we are in spite of what we're going through, in spite of what it looks like. We say, hey, we trust God. We can't help ourselves. What are you going to do? Cave? No. We've been given a backbone, and we use that. It's not a wishbone. Oh, I wish God would do something. Are you kidding? We trust him. So let's, <laughs> we're saying, God, come on. Since we have that same spirit who enables us to trust, we also trust and therefore speak. Why? We speak because we trust. You don't speak before you trust. Because if you speak before you trust, you're going to be talking probably in fear. You'll be talking the situation instead of the answer. Trust is the answer. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Please. I thought I was just going to be all nice and calm and just teach a little bit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. It says, in the beginning, <clears throat> God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form. And actually, it says, be, really, it says, became without form and void. Because God doesn't make anything void or empty. And darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Three words, verse 3, and God said. First three words in chapter 6, we're in King James. What are the first three words in, in chapter 6? Say it out loud, and God said. Verse 9, and God, come on, are you here? Praise the Lord. Okay, verse 9. Verse 11, verse 14, verse 20, come on, verse 24, verse 26, you getting this? God is saying something, and verse 31, and God saw, what did he saw? I know it's bad English, but he saw what he said. And you're going to see what you continually say. Amen. So in, in verse 26, it says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness as he is. What? So are we. <laughs> Come on. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps and creeps. So God created man, verse 27, in his image. In his own image, in the image of God, created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said. So he said the blessing over them. As he is, so are we. There is a blessing that has been pronounced over us. We're the same. He said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. That's our charge that he gave us, right? So if we give voice to God's word, that's his word that he gave it to us. If we give voice to that and say, okay, Lord, I thank you that you have given me 
Come on, you told me to be fruitful. You told me to multiply. You told me to replenish, subdue, and have dominion over situations and circumstances. So I'm going to give voice to that today. Hallelujah. Come on. Verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the first thing that he made was you and I. And he said, behold, look. (laughs) You are very good. Come on. But, you know, and he made everything by saying. Everything that was created was made by words. Our worlds are created by the words. Our tomorrow is created by the words that we say today. Hallelujah. Have you not noticed? (laughs) Glory to God. In John chapter 12, verse 49, Jesus said this. I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. So if God told Jesus what he should say and what he should speak. And as he is, so are we. Should we not be doing the same? That's why we have permission to use his voice and to give voice to his word. Amen. So in Luke, uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus said, hey, listen, man, I am saying, I, I'm saying what God said I should say, and I'm going to speak what God said I should speak. So God said in Luke 4, we, we've, we all know this, but it's good to put your eyes on it, 418. <clears throat> Are you there? All right, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because there's a reason for it. And the spirit of the Lord is on you because there is a because situation for you to fix. Right? He said, he has uh, anointed me to preach the gospel, preach, giving voice to the gospel of uh, preach the gospel, giving voice to the poor. The good news. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Um, Verse 19, to preach the acceptable year. Look how many times it says preach. There's something to do with speech involved with this. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord, he closed the book and gave it to the minister and sat down. And all the eyes of all, uh, of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say, come on, giving voice to his word. This day, this day is a scripture fulfilled in your ears. Today is your day. Today, the good news is fulfilled in your ears. Today is a day the, the brokenhearted will be healed. The, the, the poor will have the gospel, the good news, preached to them. What's that? They won't have to be poor anymore. The blind will have their sight recovered. Those that are bruised will be set at liberty. Those that are bruised. So many people are bruised and hurt and discouraged and, and just hurting. But he said, I've come to tell you, um, I've come to fix that. And that same Anointing is given to us to go and help the brokenhearted. There's tons of people out there right now, especially now, that are brokenhearted. And we, come on, we have the answer. We are the answer. Romans 10, 14. How then shall they call on him and who they have not believed? How, <laughs> and how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Somebody has got to give voice to God's word. Somebody. Won't you somebody? Come on, that's us. We're the somebody that's giving voice to his word. We are his word on the earth. 
Mm-hmm. Isaiah 42, 21. This made me kind of happy. Isaiah 42. <laughs> Are you there? 21. For the, uh, the Lord is well pleased for his righteousness sake. I'm going to read another New King James. Um, he will exalt the law and make it honorable. Verse 22, but, his but this is a people robbed and plundered. Doesn't that sound just like Luke 4, 18? These people are robbed, plundered. They're snared in holes. They're hidden in prison houses. They are for prey. No one delivers for plunder. And no one says restore, but we are here to say restore. Come on, bring our kids back. Restore. Bring my health back. Restore what has been missing. Restore what has been stolen. Absolutely everything. Restore. We're here to call it out. Why? We're giving voice to God's word today. We will. We will step up to the plate. We will be those chosen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 3, please. Matthew chapter 3. Um, <clears throat> New Living Translation, uh, verse 1. In those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. See, all of this starts with a word, his word. He began preaching. His message was, repent of your sins, turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. What's he saying? Restore. Restore. Restoration is that our, come on now. Restoration is coming to your house, coming to my house. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the prophet Isaiah was speaking, verse 3, about John when he said, he is a voice shouting in the wilderness. There's a wilderness of people out there, and we, gotta, we have a voice, and we need to use it. Restore. Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for, uh, for him. Uh, King James, it says, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Straight. Why? Because there's a lot of crooked paths out there. Um, and in verse 11, still staying with the New Living Translation, it says, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming uh, soon, whoo, who's greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy to even be his slave and carry his sandals. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Come on now. And with fire to part. And, and Luke 24, 49, it says, Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Holy Spirit, fire, power. Um, John 14, 15, it says, If you love me, obey my command. I'm going, come on, hang, hang with me with this. Because I'm going somewhere. If you love me, obey my commandments. I will ask a father. He'll give you another advocate who will never leave you. Never leave you. So we can never say, oh, God, be with us. Where's he going to go? He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you ashamed. And he is, verse 17, in case you want to know, he's the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because he isn't looking for it. Because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him and you have a voice. 
Because he lives with you and now and later will be in you. We know what happened then. And in verse 26, it says, when the father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I've told you. 1526, I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father and testify all about me. He will testify all about me, and you also must testify about me. You are God's voice in this wilderness. You must also testify about him. See, Jesus only said what the Father said. Now, the, the, the commandment's been given back to us. Uh, you, almost, you, you must also testify about me because you've been with me from the beginning of my ministry. So what does having a voice mean? I had to look this up. What does having a voice mean? It means to uh, have an active and participatory, a participatory role. There's a good word. Participatory role in making or influencing a decision about something. We have a role in the decision of how things turn out. But we got to participate in it. How do you participate? Your voice. We have a choice to use our voice. Amen. And the message in John 20, uh, 12, 20, uh, 49, it says, the father who say, sent me gave me orders, told me what to say and how to say it. He's going to tell you what to say, and he's going to show you and tell you how to say it so people can receive it, so people are not going to get turned off and all freaked out by what you say. Why? Because you're saying what God, God is a heart God, and he speaks right to the heart of the matter. Right? And he'll give you words to say that'll turn people around and just say, what must I do to be saved? That's the God we serve. Mm-hmm. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And in Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, so when you speak God's promise from a heart that has received his word and it is settled in your knower, you have a knower on the inside. When that, when that word is settled on the inside of you to the point where you know in your knower that nothing could change it, nothing could change your mind, you know beyond the fact that by his stripes you're healed. You know that he'll supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. You know why? Because you have, come on, <laughs> We have experienced, we have tasted and seen the goodness of God. So we know. So when somebody says, well, well, God put a sickness on me to teach me something. No, 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 no. You know in your knower that's not true. You know in your knower it's not true. So the promise will move from desire and hope into a full manifestation of what God said in his word is going to happen for you. It's going to happen for me today. Come on, then we can be like in, uh, in Abraham and uh, Romans 4.20. It said he staggered not. He was a stagger not. Right? He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So when you're giving glory to God, you are saying something. You have to, and because you can't give glory to God. He's going, what? <laughs> you can't give glory to God with your mouth closed. You got to be saying something. 
So when you give voice to his word, that's what he's saying, giving glory to God, giving voice to his word, saying to God, you are so good. Your mercy endures forever. Where did he get that? Uh-huh. And being fully persuaded. See, when you give glory to God like that, and, you're, and you know your knower is full, what happens? Full persuasion. Fully persuaded that God, what God said he's going to do for you on purpose. Right? That's the way, that's the kind of God he is. Hebrews 4.12, please. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4.12, you know it, but it's again, it's good. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing. Woo! Mm-hmm. Even to the dividing of asunder in two of the spirit, of the soul and the spirit, and of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner in the thoughts and tents of the heart. I like the Amplified, because it's louder. <laughs> it says, the word that God speaks. Word of God speak. <laughs> we can't do that. It's been a while. Um, the word that God speaks is alive. It's alive. It's alive. And it's full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, yeah. It's four-part. Active, operative, energizing, and effective. You can't get any better than that. Mm-hmm. So you give voice to his word. And as we give voice to God's word, the, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, what? Makes us free from the law of sin and death. Why? Because we're giving voice to his word today. Woo! And Romans 8, 11, it says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and he does, and he does. See, if we're going to do a Me Too movement, right there. He dwells in me. Me too. There it is. It said, the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, make alive your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells, lives, habitates, feels at home in you. That is some good stuff. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So in Psalms 103, verse 20, it says, Bless the Lord, O ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the what? Voice of the Lord. What is the voice? His word. The angels will hearken, hear can, split it up. Hear, can, hearken. You don't like that. That's what it says. <laughs> I don't know if he's picking on you. You don't care. You just look and he's gone. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I'm letting it go. It says that the, here, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Uh, Pastor hit on this on, on uh, I think it's Sunday, in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 13. The angels excel in strength, do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. And in Hebrews 1, 13, but to which of the angels had he said at uh, said he, at any time, sit on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Who's that? Us. They're sent to minister to us. 
um, Amplified, verse 14, are not all the angels, all ministering spirits, servants, sent out in the service of God, I like this, sent out in the service of God for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation. They're to assist. Not to do, but to assist. Amen. Living Bible said, sent out to help and care for those who are to receive his salvation. To help and care for. I like that because it makes it really, it, it's personal. They're to help and they're to care for. Why? So we don't trip up against a, a stone. Don't trip. And if you do trip, they'll pick you up. Hebrews 2.1, uh, King James. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things that, which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. What are you talking about? The word. Don't let that word slip. Don't let what you're standing on slip away. Other translations, instead of using the word slip, they use drift. Don't let the word drift. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? What? The salvation that comes from the ministry of angels. But they can't say nothing unless we give them instructions. That word that we give them will instruct them to do. Amen. Amen. So if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was also confirmed unto us by them that heard him, what are they saying? Giving angels something to work with. We give them God's word. Huh. Lord, you supply all of my riches and glory. Make it happen. Make it so, number one. Speak health and healing to my body. Bring it. Right? Deliverance for my family. Bring it. Bring it. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So in Psalms 34, verse 1, let's go there. Get some time. Psalms 34, verse 1. This is such a, one of my favorites. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. So what are you praising him with? His words. You return his words to him, and then the, <laughs> the action of those words return to you. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. My mind, my will, my emotions shall make her boast in the Lord. If you're going to boast in the Lord, you're going to be saying how good he is. You're going to be talking about the good things of God. You're boasting on, on him, in, right? It says, boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear. Somebody's got to hear your voice. It says, the humble will be here and be shall hear and be glad. The humble will hear what you have to say. God, you're a healing God, and they're sick. That will make them glad. God, you're a God that brought me out of debt. They're going to hear that, and they're going to be glad. Come on, God brought my kids home. They're going to hear that and they're going to be glad. The humble shall hear. Come on and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. When you make the Lord bigger than your problems, woo, absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. It says, let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, verse four, and he heard me. So he had to hear something. <laughs> what you seek him with? His word? 
Bring back his word to him. Let us reason together, right? I thought the Lord, he heard me, delivered me from all my fears. Absolutely everything that's been troubling me, things that have been messing with my head. Come on. He says that. Yeah, yeah. He said he's going to deliver you from, and me from all my fears. They looked into him and they were lightened. Come on. When you spend time with him, you get lit like a light bulb. Because you've been around Christians that haven't, that are not, they're, they're discouraged. They, there's a gray tinge. They're, they're like they're, they're, they're not lit. There's no light there. But you get around people here <laughs> after the end of the session, my goodness, it's like fluorescent. <laughs> we got to wear shades to get out of this place, right? Hallelujah. It says, they looked unto him and they were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Well, what was his trouble? He was poor. <laughs> I'm just reading what it said. It said, this poor man cried and the Lord saved him out of his troubles. What was he crying about? Being poor. Isn't it deep? I know. It's good. <laughs> Look at verse 7. The angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him and delivers them. See, the angel is there to deliver. We won't let it slip. We won't let the word slip. Verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a person that trusts in him. Fear the Lord, O ye saints, for there is no want to those that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord, that's us, shall not want any good thing. Woohoo! Come on now. It's so good. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Galatians chapter 1, please. Galatians chapter 1. <clears throat> Come on, we're giving voice to his word. That's what we do. That's what we're designed for. And in verse 15, uh, Galatians 1, even before I was born, this is new living, even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him to reveal his son to me so that I would proclaim the good news. What? He revealed, it pleased him to reveal his son to me so that I would proclaim the good news giving voice to his word about Jesus to the Gentiles. Then this happened, and I did not rush out to consult with any human being. Nobody's going to talk me out of what God did. Come on. Nobody's going to talk you out of your healing. Nobody's going to talk you out of your blessing. Nobody's going to talk you out of your prosperity. Nobody's going to talk you out of your deliverance. Huh. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verses 4 and 5. Um, King James it says that my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but a demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now you link that up with Hebrews 1.3. <laughs> it was like, whoa, what? It says, who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power. By the word of his power and the power of his word, are they not one and the same? Are they not one in the same? Oh, Lord, send your power. Get into the word. Revelation. 
it comes. Fear goeth. Amen. I like that. Upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And I was reading that and it was like, okay, the power of his word, the word of his power, power of his word, the word of his power. Hmm. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. A couple more verses. Romans 15, uh, verse 14 to 22. New Living Translation. I'm going to read this to you. This is cool because it, this sounds like us. Um, he says, I, uh, verse 14, I'm fully convinced, my dear brothers and sisters, that you are full of goodness. He's convinced. I'm convinced. Looking around this room, I'm convinced that you're full of goodness. You know these things so well that you can teach each other all about them. There's a bunch of preachers and teachers in this place. Come on. Even so, I have been bold enough to write about some of these points, knowing that all you need is just is this reminder. For by God's grace, I'm a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. I bring you the good news. What's that? The voice of his word. So that I may present you as an acceptable offering to God. Made holy by the Holy Spirit. Verse 17. So I have reason to be enthusiastic about all Christ Jesus has done through me in my service to God. He's got it right because he sees all the goodness in you. Pastors have a right to be enthusiastic because he sees you listening to the word, hearkening to the word, doing the word. Showing up on Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, is that new? <laughs> yeah, there's another one. Showing up on Thursday, showing up on Sundays. Come on. It's huge. Verse 19, they were convinced by the power of miraculous signs and wonders and by the power of God's spirit. In this way, I have fully presented the good news of Christ from Jerusalem all the way to El. <laughs> wherever they went to. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there. But this is by the power of miraculous signs and wonders, by the power of God's spirit. The word and the spirit coming together to do this next dispensation. Verse 20, my ambition has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ has never been heard, rather than where a church has already been started by somebody else. I have been following the plan spoken in the scriptures where it says, those who never been told about him, how are you going to be, you got to tell somebody. You're giving voice to his word. Those have never been told about him will see, and those who have never heard of him will understand. In fact, my visit to you has been delayed so long because I have been preaching in these places. He's just been so caught up in doing what God has called him to do. He forgot about his people. Man, come on. Mm-hmm. So this is why we can, uh, in uh, Mark 16, we know this one, verse 15. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach. Go into all your world. Your, I'm, I learned this word from um, Buddy Harrison back in the day. We were at an um, um, FCF conference down in Tulsa, and he used the word microcosm. And I thought, what is a microcosm? And re- what a microcosm is, is your world where you are, your sphere of influence. So, 
Go into all the world. Go into your sphere of influence. Preach the gospel to every creature. Be the gospel to people. He that believes and baptized shall be saved. He that believes not shall be damned. And, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. But you got to use his name. You got to speak his name. You got to give voice to his name. We get to. <laughs> In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. And <laughs> Doc Barkley used to say, yeah, the old tongue I used to cuss and swear with, I don't use anymore. I got a new tongue. <laughs> uh, they shall take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick they shall, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord spoke to them, he was received up into heaven, sat on the right hand of God. They, this is, here's a thing. that <clears throat> They went forth and preached everywhere where the Lord working with them and confirming the word. When you give voice to his word, God will confirm it. With signs following. Amen. It's a cool thing. Confirm. To establish the truth or correctness of something previously believed. He's going to confirm that to you. He's going to confirm that to the people around you. Amen. Hmm. That's first. Acts chapter 8. Verse 4 in New Living Translation. But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus everywhere they went. Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria, and he told the people there about the Messiah. He told the people. See? Crowds listened intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and see the miraculous signs that he did. Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims. Many who had been paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in the city. But the word was preached. The word was preached. There was voice was given to his word and great joy was a, a, was a result. We preach the word here and great joy is a result. We feel better when we leave than when we, than when we came in. Cause this word, it's a, it's alive. You can almost hear the heartbeat on it. Last verse. Number six. No, no, this is the very last one. Because this is, I'm, I'm getting ready to dismiss you. May the Lord bless you. Come on. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and let him give you his peace. Tonight. Today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So go give voice to his word. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.